five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh, the WDMA. I'm going to give you something to think about today. Stay with me. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be one of the better shows that you've ever seen. So stay, stay tuned. Here we go. First, I want to go over to uh, a funny video that I think my son sent me. <laughs> And uh, it's an interesting way to assess branding, I would say. Uh, let's just say that. It's an interesting way to assess branding. So here we go. Ready? And I'm going to have to try something I've never tried before. I'm going to have to hit the mute a couple of times just to get <laughs> through this. Here we go. <laughs> Be honest with me right now. Do any of you love Joe Biden? No. Biden, Biden ain't got no like, That's how I judge presidents now, bro. Can you move merch or can you not? Move merch. Because Trump had merch, bro. That MAGA hat was iconic. Bro, that was white people's teardrop tattoo. That's what that was. You saw a white dude with that hat, you were like, yeah! <laughs> you put on your body before you leave the house it's so easy not to wear it but some people look at that hat like how difficult do i want my day to be <laughs> fucking today so anyway i guess even the comedians are coming out <laughs> with well it's really something you know what's the comedy is always an interesting social commentator. So anyway, uh, I'll get I'll get with you on that one. We're gonna try and go over to the PDF now. I loved this headline, but you know, I, I completely misunderstood what the story was about. Okay, I would have had I would have titled it, <laughs> which would have been even worse, Wendy. I would have said, Meta urges dismissal of supernatural suit <laughs> what i thought it was about when i read the headline a supernatural purchase i didn't know what supernatural was it said it started the federal trade commission lacks a valid ground to block meta meta's platforms and then i thought and then i went and just skipped the ftc has no viable claim here as a matter of law meta urges and i'm thinking so Meta's claiming that they're in another universe and the laws don't apply. I thought, now there's a claim for you. People could flock to the Meta if that were true. That's not true. Uh, you know, I thought maybe the supernatural, it, because Meta was supernatural, it was also super legal. <laughs> no, it's a company they're trying to buy called, called Supernatural. Or it competes with Supernatural. They're trying to buy Meta Saber. Anyway, it wasn't as much fun as I thought it would be, but it was it was fun enough. I thought I would let you know about all the important news. Okay, now I want to talk about that video, and I want to talk about marketing. I did a I did a, an article on LinkedIn. It's way back in twenty in in December of 2016, so uh, five six years ago. Um, 
and it was after the 2016 election. And no one could figure out what happened. You know, the day of the election, Hillary had a 90% chance of winning. Uh, they projected her to get 68% more electoral votes. Um, you know, it just was an astounding surprise, uh, I think, for maybe for everybody. Um, what was really interesting, though, was the lead up on the on the trying to figure out what Trump was up to. And uh, President Barack Obama transformed modern day campaigning by elevating the importance and use of data. But Trump dismissed its importance. This article actually chronicles a lot of the commentary about what was going on. Now, there's some things I left out of here, but, um, you know, here, the election is 15 days away. Donald Trump's chances of winning are approaching zero. So what happened? Well, first, there's the problem of predictive analysis. Okay, all data is historical. Okay, just you can't help it. You know, say, well, let's let's do real time data. Let's do the now. 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 Oh, it's gone. <laughs> You're hearing it after it happened and I can't go back and fix it. It's gone. It's past. Everything is past. OK. And the future hasn't happened yet. And where that line of future to, to past is. We can't say <laughs> where is the present. There is no present. <laughs> But anyway, we're not sure about the present, but we're sure about the past. And the past is all you got. And the past is yesterday will be like tomorrow unless it isn't. Okay. So that was one issue. Uh, uh, it said that Hillary's form of quantitative, quantitative prediction transcends forecasting the outcome to elect. It's just not just forecasting. It's actually exerting an effect on the future. Okay, well, anyway, uh, and I encourage you to read this um, because it gets into a lot of depth about circular predictions, which are easy to do if you're not careful. Um, but the fun part is that Trump, Trump's numbers, you know, people think Trump somehow got the white angry vote out, the white male angry vote. But Trump's numbers among traditional white male Republican voters were lower than Romney. Trump's big gains were with blacks and Hispanics. Okay. Right. And uh, in and I'm talking about the 2016 election. Okay. The 2020 we're not going to talk about except to say that Trump got 8 million more votes than he did in 2016. And, uh, and, and in some, in some, uh, electoral districts, more people voted than were registered. Or let's say more votes were counted than were registered to vote, uh, even after the fact. So you can add that up for yourself. Data quality polling data versus buying data. This is the part I really wanted to talk about, because that's kind of the point of the comedian there. And I don't know who that even is. But he said, you know, Merch is an indicator of brand strength. And that's a very perceptive position, I think. I think too few companies think about that. You know, a friend of mine does work with Coca-Cola. And I suggested to him some directions to expand their merch sales or their merch demand, right? 
And Trump, you know, it was funny because I remember, I don't remember what. I was looking into, you know, well, should I get a bumper sticker or something if I support him? And, you know, you had to pay for him. Uh, and I was, I started handing out bumper stickers, actually, for Democrat candidates in in Wisconsin when I was in third grade, um, eight years old or so. And, um, you know, people would say, well, I don't know how to get them off. And I'd say, well, just use a little Coca-Cola on the bumper, pour it on there, and it'll peel right off. I don't know if it was true or not, but my dad told me to say it. You know, and, I, and he would send me up to the door to to ask about putting up a yard sign, you know, could we put a yard sign in your, in your lawn, on your lawn and you know, who's going to beat up a, an eight year old. So I have a long track record <laughs> and we never asked anybody to pay for them. We just handed them out and said, you know, can I put it on your car? In fact, that was a trick, you know, we would ask to put it on their car and we knew that you couldn't chisel it off really. <laughs> it would be on for the next, you know, couple of elections. Anyway, um, our candidates almost never won, I have to say. But, you know, it was it was an interesting learning experience. So what happened in the Trump Trump campaign was that they decided that poll answers are not behavior. Okay, and in direct marketing, this is my comments. We always we've always known that what people say they like or say they will buy can be far different from what, than what they actually buy. Okay? I mean, it's legendary in, in, uh, in consumer testing, you know, where they, they show all the products and they ask for a raise of hands of who'd buy this scarf or that scarf. And then they put, a, put about on the table in the back of the room and say, well, you know, feel free to take one on your way out the door. And um, all the voting in the, in the, uh, in the user focus group is ignored and they just look at which which scarfs got the most got got taken with them the most you know uh so what happened what i think happened was that that the trump campaign sold merchandise to test their brand strength and that Brad Parscale had no background in politics, but he had background in direct marketing. I called his office because I wanted to send the article to him and see what he thought. Again, this is December of 2016, so it was just a month or so after the election. And uh, I got in touch with him and I said, well, first I called his office to get his email so I could send it to him. And and I, and I said, you know, uh, a, uh, a young woman answered, you know. And I said, you know, have you ever heard the term direct marketing around the office? And she said, oh, yeah, direct marketing. Direct marketing is our DNA. <laughs> I don't know what her job was, I think, to answer the phone. Um, but she, she at least had heard the term. And she was excited that, you know, I was the president of the Wisconsin Direct Marketing Association and happy to give me the contact information. So I sent this article to Brad Parscale, and he wrote me back, and he said, you're one of the only people who understood what we were doing. <laughs> which, is, which is interesting, you know, because as I looked at uh, it, I got obsessed with this. I read article after article after article, which is in this, in this article. I summarized some of the quotes. Um, <laughs> they're just amazing quotes of how... 
Trump has no idea what he's doing. And Obama did. But there were some anecdotal things I ran across in that. Uh, one was that, for example, that um, a bunch of union members were campaigning for Hillary in Iowa. And they were going door to door. And they'd done that several campaign cycles. And they said, and they called up the, the, the Hillary campaign and they said, Iowa is not going for, for Hillary. Iowa is not in play. <laughs> and the and the the PhDs, because Hillary had, had hired like 50 PhDs in the data center, said, nope, everything we see says the data is in play, uh, that Iowa's in play. They were actually, the union guys were actually on buses going to Michigan. And the the campaign manager said, get back to Iowa. Iowa's in play. Michigan is not in play. And if you remember, Michigan is going solidly for Hillary and Iowa, we can still win. Well, if you remember, Iowa, they lost by 12 points and Michigan, they lost by a handful. So this is the issue. The issue is, how do you know where to allocate your resources? And that's kind of what all of this is about when you boil it down. And the Trump campaign figured that someone who'll part with a $20 bill for a mega hat is a way more certain piece of data than some opinion poll where, you know, of likely voters, right? And that is where we sit today. So much of the attribution, so much of the of the browser data, third-party cookie data, and all this is inferential sort of data. We think because of this, that. We know who bought, and we know where they went, so that's where people who buy are from. But what you don't know, there's so many pieces you don't know, right? And one of the things that, those pieces of data don't include typically our actual purchase information. So in direct marketing, we tend to focus on that. Surprise. We tend to worry about, are we making money? And people say, oh, you're so, you're so mercenary, you junk mailers. Right. But we get hard data. Not only do we get hard data about who bought, but we get hard data about who saw our information and didn't buy. And that is a very big missing piece in digital. You don't know who saw your ad if you advertise on Facebook or Google Banner, uh, Google Ad Network. Uh, you don't know who, who, you know, who saw your click thing and didn't click. You only know the clicks, right? In direct marketing, we know who we mailed. We know they got delivered. We know it went to a, an, a decision maker because the, the person who gets the mail isn't necessarily the person who judges the mail and throws out the mail. Has to be a decision maker in the household. Okay? And in order to evaluate the mail, you have to touch it and you have to uh, make a decision. Okay? You have to make a decision. With digital and with mass media, you don't make any decisions. It goes away. If you ignore it, it goes away. So we get really, really good at ignoring it. Okay? But mail, you can't ignore. It piles up and piles up and piles up. Mail does not throw itself away. <laughs> And that gives us an incredibly more important perspective. Now, Trump didn't use a lot of mail. Brad didn't. But 
but he did use a lot of testing. And, you know, here's Brad, Brad Parscale. And I think it's worth a read. I'll post it up today. Uh, don't forget to ask for the order. Don't forget to value order data much, much, much higher than opinion data. Have a great day. Let's do some direct marketing. You know, if you think the, the weather ahead is stormy, let's get a real compass in case those digital readouts get hit by lightning or something. Let's do it right. Let's explode your business. Have a great day. Like and share. Don't even like. Just share. Bye-bye.